Hi, I'm Michelle Werdeman, and I help people create their dream life by asking powerful questions, better questions, through mind, balance, and wellness living. You'll get clear about what you really want by achieving emotional freedom and strengthening your relationships. Through my foundational coaching and 19-year certified financial planning background, I guide you through your circumstances, thoughts, and feelings and show you how to take actions that give you the results you want. Contact me today at mbwliving.com to schedule your free 30-minute discovery call. Hello and welcome to the Boot Camp for Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Werdeman, certified life, weight, and career coach and founder of Mind Balance Wellness Living. What's up, friends? It's June. Woohoo! I love June so much. <laughs> couple reasons. One, it's the beginning of summer and I love summer. And the other reason is because my birthday is at the end of this month and I celebrate my birthday all month long. It's a known fact in my house. In fact, it was really cute. We have this kind of family calendar on our refrigerator. And I looked in the other day, my daughter wrote like month of mom. Like, I love that. And it's funny, she's tried to incorporate that into the month of March for her. And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> this is my month. Sorry. Um, all of y'all don't get your own months, just me. He, <laughs> But I love to celebrate my birthday all month long. And this year, I decided I was going to celebrate in a different way than I normally do. Um, my typical celebrations would just be, I don't know, going out with friends and partying and all that kind of like fun stuff, if you will, that I was like, you know what? This year, as I turned 44, I want to start to get myself in a position where I feel better than I did 20 years ago when I was turning 24. And I was feeling pretty damn good when I was turning 24. Um, and yeah, so I was like, I'm going to celebrate in a different way. So June 1st, uh, my husband and I both actually met with a nutritionist at our gym and we're going to do this 12-week kind of transformation, if you will, figuring out, you know, she gave us this whole plan of macros and pro, like how much protein you should eat, how many carbs and fats, and it was all based on our own personal bodies. So I'm super excited about that, um, and I think we're just going to have so much more energy and you know we do a lot of working out and I think this is just going to help fuel that and really get us into frankly I want to be in the best shape of my life and I'm pumped about that and then yeah so that that's one thing I've started back at yoga that is super good for me for you know not only my mental health but my physical health and being able to stretch because the older I get and the more people I talk to are in this a similar um, situation but lower back pain <laughs> like where did that all of a sudden come from I think that probably started when I was I don't even know well maybe when I was pregnant but more so like as I got older you know the lower back would just kind of, you know, I would get spasms all the time. And my PT guy was like, if you don't start stretching more, the older you get, the worse it's going to get and the more frequent. So I'm like, okay, I got to add stretching into my, into my life now. So I find that, you know, a heated yoga class 
I love. And then you just sweat out all the toxins. So that is going to be my focus, um, you know, also in June. And these are things that I want to continue to, you know, carry on with. I'm just starting them, you know, to really make them a priority this month. So I thought to myself, you know, as I celebrate turning 44 this month and celebrating in a healthier way than I normally would, I thought it would be great to share with you all throughout this month, one, kind of keep you posted on my journey, and then also different tools that I've learned over the years in how to take care and celebrate your mental health and your physical health. May, as some of you may know, was Mental Health Awareness Month. And it's something that I am so glad that people talk more openly about because having been through, you know, my own struggles with anxiety and panic, and even as I say that out loud, when I say struggle, I don't actually like to use that word anymore. Um, As kind of shitty as that time was for me, I think about it and I'm like, it was such a huge learning experience. Um, I've learned a lot about anxiety and panic and what, you know, the causes were and what my body was telling me, what my brain was telling me and really how to help other people through it. So I take that back. I did not struggle. Um, I walked through it and there were some ups and downs, but here I am. And now I get to share um, things that I've learned with other people. So I thought this month I have some really great guests lined up um, to talk about different physical um, tools that you can use to help strengthen your bodies. And then also some guests that, you know, share their experience with anxiety and depression and hopes to help you in any way if you do struggle with either one of those. Um, But I wanted to start this particular podcast off with... A couple questions that I was recently asked to write an article in a local magazine about, you know, mental and physical well-being and what do you do when you're overwhelmed and how do you create a life balance, you know, work um, lifestyle, especially as we head into summer. You know, there's vacations, kids aren't in school, so kind of schedules are a little bit not structured, if you will. So I figured... I. What a great idea to start this month off with sharing the questions that I was asked for this magazine and then sharing with you my answers. So the first question um, that I was asked was, how can I build self-care into my daily routine that is good for my mental and my physical well-being? And my answer to that, and I was, you know, limited to how many words I could use because I could have went on and on for all of these answers. So I'll, um, you know, expand for the podcast. But my first part of my answer for this was self-care is such an essential part of a healthy lifestyle and it doesn't require a trip to the spa. (laughs) Now, mind you, I love the spa and it's always nice. But what I mean by that is it doesn't require hours that you have to set aside. That would be amazing if you can, but you can practice a daily self-care habit in just a few minutes. And I'll get into some of the ways you can do that. But the first and I think most important thing that we could do for self-care is really making sleep a priority. 
And I think about it and, you know, I, I think as Americans, we don't get enough good quality sleep. Um, and I could go on and on about the reasons why, but if you can make getting sleep a priority, that's huge because when you don't and it's day in and day out that you're getting interrupted sleep, you're not getting good sleep, you're only getting a few hours. And while some people can function on less sleep and others need a lot more sleep, but when you constantly are not getting good quality sleep, that can really wreak havoc on not only your body, like your immune system, but also your mind too. Um, So making sleep a priority is a great way to include into your self-care routine. And next, like exercise. You know, I know we've heard it, but, and I don't mean having to go to a gym and, you know, running on a treadmill or, you know, for 45 minutes. And while that's great and that's really good for you, just trying to get outside for 30 minutes, whether it's a brisk walk or um, I love to dance. Like during quarantine, I had um, this beach body on demand that I'd put on my TV and there was country line dancing and it was a good workout. It was fun. I love country music and it didn't really feel like exercise because I was dancing too. So um, anything that you could do for 30 minutes is perfect. And if you can, if you're able to get outside and enjoy nature while you do it, that's huge because nature in and of itself is such a mood booster. In fact, I think it's in China for stress and anxiety. One of the kind of recommendations or prescriptions, if you will, that they give people is to go outside and do sort of like these, um, not exercises like physical exercises, but mental exercises in nature. And sometimes it could be gardening, but it really does have such a positive impact on our uh, on your mood. So if you can get outside and enjoy nature while you do it, that's like a win-win. And then I always say like, do what makes you happy. Like keep a list of things that bring you joy and be sure to do at least one of them each day. Maybe it's reading a book, listening to music, or your favorite podcast, (laughs) Um, going for a walk, just something that makes you happy. Uh, Maybe it's just watching a TV show that makes you laugh, right? Like laughing is so good for you. Um, What is it? What's that saying? Like laughter's the best medicine or something like that. Like it's really true (laughs) because laughing and smiling automatically sends positive kind of chemicals throughout your body. So try to do something at least once a day that makes you happy. I'm actually looking at this little book that I have and it says, do one thing every day that makes you happy. And it's a 365 day um, kind of like guide, if you will. I'm looking to see who puts it out. Um, It's just a journal. It just says Potter. But anyway, um, yeah. So try to do something that makes you happy every day. And lastly, and I know we've all heard it a lot, but really it's eating healthy, you know, eating clean, unprocessed foods is really key because when we don't and we feed our bodies, and I'm sure you guys all know, like you feel good when you eat good. And when you're kind of feeding yourself crap, like you don't really feel that great, right? Like you might feel run down um, because that kind of food is going to make your gut really unhealthy and really unhappy. And your gut is so 
in tune with your mind and your body. So if you have an unhealthy gut, it's going to lead to unhealthy things that you're feeding your brain and also your body, right? So it can lead to more stress, more anxiety, and just overall unhappiness. So the more healthy you can keep your diet and keep your gut healthy, your mind and body are going to follow suit. Uh, Let's see. My second question I was asked was, I feel like my to-do list is a mile long and I have no time. What are some tips to create a healthier work-life balanced lifestyle? I love this question, um, especially in the summertime, because, you know, kids, they're not in school, most of them. Uh, Maybe they're doing camps. Maybe you're taking vacations and, you know, schedules are kind of a little bit all over the place. So it's how can you create more, I guess, peace or harmony around like an unstructured um, time frame, right? And then keep that work-life balance lifestyle. My first suggestion, and this goes, you know, throughout the entire year, not just summer, is start by throwing away your to-do list. Yes, throw away your to-do list. (laughs) And that doesn't mean you can't write things down that you need to do. But when you start adding and creating a very long to-do list, guess what that does? That creates overwhelm. And when you feel overwhelmed, how do you show up? How, what actions do you take? Chances are you're not taking any, which then just create more things to do in a shorter amount of time. So when you have something to do, like, okay, let's say you do have a list of things to do. Take everything that you have to do one at a time and schedule it. Put it on your calendar. I don't care if it's grocery shopping or laundry or driving this person here and driving that person there. When you schedule the things that you have to do, then you can think of them as being done because it's very important, one, that you have to honor your calendar, right? So if you have this list of things to do, you put it on your calendar, you have to honor your calendar, right? So when I think about it, When I have my list and I put it blocks of time, like I'm going to do this here, I'm going to do this there, then I don't stress about it. Then it's not in the back of my mind of like, oh my God, what am I going to do this? I have no time. It's like, no, I already scheduled the time. So it's as good as done because I know that I'm going to honor my calendar. So that is huge. And that's how you can get rid of a very long to-do list. Like like I said, even if it's grocery shopping, you know what I mean? If it's doing laundry. Um, and one important aspect of this in doing your calendar is putting that self-care routine that I mentioned on the calendar first. So I like to call it in my coaching when I work with clients on this is called the power hour. I have mine. It's typically around 6 to 7 a.m. But it's that's my time where I can, you know, I always start my day off with lemon water. So that's my first thing that I do every single morning. But then it's my journaling. It's my meditation. It's my preparing for the day. Like what are my intentions for that day? But I schedule that. I know every single morning what time it's going to be. And it just gets your day off on the right foot. So be sure to put your self-care routine on the calendar first. Then everything else will follow. Um... The third question was, while summer can be filled with fun, sun, and vacations, 
It can also be a bit overwhelming and stressful with schedules all over the place. What are some tips and tools for managing stress and overwhelm? My first suggestion is always practice saying no. (laughs) As women, this is really hard for us, but we oftentimes will say yes to things that we literally have zero desire to do. Like, zero desire, but we're like, sure, yes, we will bake 10 cakes for the bake sale. Absolutely. And you say it with a smile and then you turn around and you want to cry. (laughs) But learn to start to say no to things. And the reason we do say yes to things a lot of the times is because we feel guilty or we feel obligated. We feel like we're going to be judged. So we just go ahead and say yes, because at the moment it's just easier. And then we get resentful (laughs) as if it's somebody else's fault that we said yes, right? Like learn to practice saying no. And the more you do it, the easier it gets, I promise, because I have been there. Because The more you can learn to say no at times, this allows you to do more of what brings you joy. You will have more time for your self-care. You will have more time, like time in the day to do the things that I mentioned before when I'm like, just do one thing, two things that bring you joy every day. When you can learn to say no to things that you don't want to do, it will free up not only your actual time, but like your mental and physical energy. Because you won't spend time dreading what it is that you said you'd do, um, mentally worrying about it, stressing out about it, trying to figure out when you're going to get it on your calendar. Just start to say no. And you know what? What's important about saying no is you don't need to provide anybody with any explanation as to why you said no. You can leave it at that. I know I fell into this when I would say no. I would just all of a sudden go into this big, long-ass story as to why I couldn't do it. And I'm like, it's none of their business. Like, I'm just going to say, no, I'm sorry. I'm not able to do that. So don't feel like you have to explain anything. Say no and move on. (laughs) Um, And then practicing gratitude. I know I had a podcast on gratitude um, a couple podcasts ago, but You know, whether it's in the morning or the afternoon or the evening, um, just taking a few moments of your day to really think about maybe three things that you're grateful for. They're big or they're small. Like sometimes when I'm journaling and I always do things that I'm grateful for, it could be my coffee or it could be like my dog that's sitting next to me snoring. Um, But little things that just in that moment that you're truly, really grateful for. And stop and just try to really feel it like in your heart. Because when you can feel that, when you're in a real state of gratitude, that means you can't be in a state of stress or anxiety. Because you can't have those feelings all at the same time. So the more you can practice being in a state of gratitude, you'll be out of a state of stress and anxiety. And if you do find yourself in a moment of being super stressed out or super overwhelmed or anxious, I want you to observe your breathing. Are you breathing short, quick breaths or long, deep belly breaths? And one way to find out is if you place one hand on your stomach and the other hand on your heart, like I want you to imagine that there's a balloon in your stomach. Where do you feel 
Where do you feel your breath rising? Do you feel your chest rising or do you feel your stomach rising? And the reason I say a balloon is if you are taking long, deep belly breaths, which is what you want to be taking, you want to imagine that there's an um, uninflated balloon in your belly. So if you have your hand, one hand on your like heart area, one hand, hand on your stomach, and you take a breath, you want to blow that balloon up. So you want to actually expand your stomach versus feeling it all in your chest, which actually can lead to more of a sensation of not being able to breathe. So I want you to practice blowing up that balloon in your stomach, watching your stomach rise, and your chest should stay still. And if you inhale to the count of four, then you hold for four, and you breathe out very slowly for eight, that will actually help, it will send signals to your nervous system that you are okay. That it's like there is nothing wrong and it will start to automatically um, calm you down. So if you can practice this a couple times a day, because if you start to practice when you're in an anxious state, um, while that's, you know, it's good, but it will often take a lot longer to adopt this practice of breathing. So if you can practice it when you're not in a state of stress or anxiety, the easier it will feel to do when you actually are in those states. And then a second um, tool to use is change your focus. So when you are in an increased um, anxious state, there's a grounding technique that I like to use, and it's using your five senses to distract you. You first start by taking a couple of those, you know, deep belly breaths. But then I want you to acknowledge five things that you see. So you're going to use your sense of sight. Look around you and name out loud five different things that you see. And then notice four things that you can touch. What's near you that you can touch? And that's four things. Then listen. So you're going to use your sense of hearing for three different things that you can hear. Maybe it's birds, maybe it's a clock, maybe it's an animal. Um, Just say out loud three things that you can hear. And then next, notice two things that you can smell. And lastly, one is what you can taste. Maybe it's nothing, Maybe or maybe it's gum, or maybe it's something you ate a little while ago. But when you can engage your five senses and do all of those different things, you're distracting your brain from your anxious thoughts, which then, remember, our thoughts create our emotions. So the reason we feel anxious, it's because of the things that we're thinking about. So if you can distract your thoughts into thinking about what can you see, what can you hear, what can you feel, what can you taste, what can you smell, you're now not thinking those anxious thoughts. You've now distracted yourself. So the anxiety is going to start to go away, right? But if you can practice these types of things on a daily basis, when you need them, they are going to be easier um, for you to use and the faster you will get out of the stress and the overwhelm. So yeah, like I said, I could go on and on on all of these topics And I've decided what I'm going to do for the month of June. I have a couple of great um, interviews coming up that I can't wait to share with you. 
Um, some of them are going to be about, you know, sharing people's personal stories with anxiety, depression, um, tools that they've used to get out. And then also physical, you know, your physical health. What are some tools in terms of your nutrition, in terms of your exercise routines that you can use to make and help you feel better emotionally um, and physically? And that's what I'm doing for the month of June for my birthday. And I'm going to continue past June, but I wanted to jumpstart it starting June 1st. And I hope you will too. And if you want to reach out to me, I actually have a really great um, workbook and it's all about ways to reduce stress and anxiety. So if you want to grab a copy, you can check out my Instagram because there's a link there to it which is, um, so it's Instagram and it's MBW Living. I also have a copy of it on my um, Facebook group, which is Boot Camp for Your Mind. It's the podcast, you know, with Michelle Werdeman. You can find me on Facebook. And you can always just email me too. It's michelle at mbwliving.com. And I would be happy to send you a copy because the more we can take care of ourselves, the better we can take care of others and show up in this world. So I hope you have a fantastic day. It's Friday here. So if it's Friday when you're listening, I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Have a great day. Bye, friends. Michelle Werdeman is a certified life coach now offering an online coaching membership to support brain power and mental wellness. It's important to exercise our bodies, but we have to exercise our minds too. Our thoughts are what ultimately create the results in our lives. And becoming aware of our thoughts is what we dive into through her Mind, Brain, and Wellness program. You can start to create your dream life today from the comfort of your own home and at your own pace too. Contact Michelle today at mbwliving.com.